what's up, party people? Welcome to the jankiest podcast in all of the land, the short news podcast. I'm Alex Mador at MalexAdor on Twitter and at ShortNewsPod on Instagram. This is a podcast where we talk about the news for a short amount of time and don't dwell on it. Then move on to something more interesting. Before we get into the news, I usually like to uh, shoot the shit, tell you what's going on in my life, maybe tell a story or two. Um, so, we're adding more streaming platforms as we speak, so the show will be everywhere. Which is good, because I'm still making the transition to Spreaker, and it has not been very smooth. Like, not as smooth as I would have liked it to be. Also, I'm I'm trying some new stuff here. Hopefully, uh, hopefully you guys have noticed. I'm trying to do a better job at splitting the show into segments instead of me just talking out my ass for a whole hour with commercials in between. The yeah, this whole podcast project is a work in progress. But now we've got story time, hits for Jesus, high thoughts, and Reddit said it. Yeah, I'm. Adding a segment called High Thoughts, Reddit serves as major inspiration for this show. So, that's what we're doing. Took me a long time to get up and running today. But, uh, what are we gonna start with today? How about a little segment called Get Your Shit Together Activision? I don't know if anyone's noticed, but Modern Warfare is like 50% working and 50% not. I go online and I can get in a game or two and then it starts getting choppy and the server disconnects. They had this issue all last week where there was an update that caused game files to be corrupted, players only option being to reset their stats and classes in order to re-enter the game. And since Modern Warfare's matchmaking skill and st- like is sorry, since like their matchmaking is skill-based and stats-based, you won't, like, you'll be matched with a whole clusterfuck of people from different skills making the game fucking possible I reached out to Activision again and received nothing in return, but the stats problem has been resolved since then. Still connectivity issues going on. You would think, you would think a AAA title would have their shit together a little more than this. It's January. I'm pretty sure this game has been out since October, and it's still like playing a beta. And I like Call of Duty. I'm trying to enjoy these games, but Activision is making it pretty damn hard with the lack of care for their customers, who are the people who made all of this possible for them. So I'll say it again. Get your shit together, Activision. So, before I start getting even angrier at a game developer company that will never hear this and start turning into the Bill Burr podcast, I want to start this episode off with a sequel to the last story time. And this one is called The Second Time I Ever Got Drunk. I'm excited for this. Just hoping the heater dies down. So, story time. It was my senior prom. My mom gave me the okay to, um, to drink responsibly again, since I was getting a car home after the party that me and my date were going to. So, we get there. All of our friends are there. I honestly don't even remember whose fucking party it was. Like, I've been trying to think about this all morning. Whose house was that? It was so nice. I feel bad. So anyways, we're there. I start with a beer because I don't know the whole rule about beer before liquor. Never sicker. Liquor before beer. You're in the clear. Um, I learned that in college the hard way. So I finished the beer pretty quickly because it's a natty ice and those are only made for high schoolers who can't find a way to get real beer. I might have had like another beer after that. I don't completely remember it since it's been so long, but this dude shows up. 
this mother, this fucking dude, we'll call him Chase. Chase was an interesting kid, and by interesting kid, I mean he was a piece of shit. I don't even know why he was at this party. He had graduated high school a year ago and was trying to get with this one girl who was trying to get with me and would ask me to come over like every time she was drunk. Here I was thinking today's my day. I'm finally at a party with her. Like make a move, Alex. But here comes Chase talking about how crazy college is and talking up a storm to this girl. He essentially like claims her. And when I mean like claims her, like he's got his arm like around her neck, <clears throat> like a like a chokehold. Obviously not choking her, more like just trying to be intimate and like your mind type of thing. It was really weird. So, anyways, Chase. I hope he doesn't listen to this. Chase had. Chase has this bottle of Patron. I've only had Patron like once in my life at this point. Really haven't had it that many times after. I'm thinking to myself, okay, fuck this guy. He's macking on the girl who I was going to try to get with. Showing up here all cool from college with his Patron. So what do I do? I slowly steal all of his fucking Patron by pouring it into my natty ice can. And walking away, I would, um, and like going back to it and then hiding it again and going back and doing that over and over again until there was pretty much nothing left in the bottle. Yes, I pretty much finished a bottle of Patron at 18 years of age on my prom night. So, as with these stories and how they usually go, that's when drunk Alex came out. It was, uh, it was bad. It was real bad. In front of so many more people than the, uh, than the last time. I was so high energy, literally like, woo! And socializing with everyone. And again, people who had never seen me drunk were extremely entertained by the completely different person who stood before them. See, parents... This is what happens when you don't let your kid be exposed to anything remotely risky. Once they get a taste of, like, that risky thing, they want the whole damn pie. I blame my mom. <laughs> there's there's a picture somewhere on Facebook. I know exactly where it is. I just, um, I looked at it before this, and it's two of my friends, and behind them is me making this hyper-trolly, drunk-ass, open-mouth, wide-eyed face. And... So many people we know liked it. When my buddy posted it, people commented like, oh, tagged me in it. It's embarrassing. Family members are on my Facebook. It was bad. So eventually, the uh, the girl who Chase was chokeholding was not in a chokehold anymore and came up to me to see what was up. She was like, are you having fun? And I was like, fuck yeah. And she was like, I'm so drunk. And I was like, me too. And we looked at each other and smiled, and I thought that was the cue to kiss her, so I tried, because being drunk, and she was like, she was like, no, not here, next time. And then reminded me that Chase was, like, right over there. And then he immediately came over and was like, whoa, Mador, back off, what are you trying to do? And I was like, I was just, like, so drunk at this point. I was just like, oh, whoopsies, man, my bad. Oh, whoops. But she was like, really, though, like, when I'm not with him, we can, maybe. And, by the way, that never happened after that. So, that was a lie. That was some bullshit. <laughs> What's going on with the sound? We're getting some interference here. So... I made a fool of myself in front of everyone I know at this party, and my car service is here to pick me and my date up, who I had been ignoring the entire party, because I didn't know what I was supposed to be like as a prom date, and I suck at social things. Um, my friend had been telling me before about his self-esteem problems, and I had just finished like giving him this drunk pep talk 
like, bro, you're a handsome fucking dude. Anyone would be so lucky to have you. And I was going around to people in the party like, isn't so-and-so really handsome? Like, go tell him. You gotta go tell him. Come on, come over here. Tell him. And one dude was like, where, where is this coming from, Alex? <laughs> and I was just like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. And And then got in the car and left. The whole time I'm telling my date how great of a person she is, like the whole car ride and how she's going to do like awesome things with her life and all the drunks, drunk things you say when you appreciate your friends. You're awesome, man. You're super cool, dude. Like, like that. One point I tell her about how my parents are getting divorced and how it's been a really rough year and all this stuff. We get to her house and she hugs me and gets out of the car. So now it's just me and the driver. And I bet this was entertaining as fuck for him. This drunk high schooler rambling for half an hour at like two in the morning. But he was really nice about it. He was uh, telling me about how he saw Mickey Mantle play baseball at Yankee Stadium. And it was the most beautiful story. I barely remember it. So now I'm home. Get out of the car, thank the driver and stumble to my front door. Or, well, no, it was the, uh, it was the side door, because I didn't want to get caught. I didn't want anyone to see me, so I'm, like, struggling getting this key in the lock. It takes me, like, five minutes, because I'm, like, stumbling around, like, whoa, come on, you got this missing. So I get in, stumble up the first flight of stairs, and my fucking mom is waiting for me at the top of the stairs, with her arms crossed as I'm, like, falling into walls and shit. And she's like, oh, my God, you're drunk. And I'm like, uh, no, no, not. No, no, uh L- Listen, Mom, Mom, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go in there and play Xbox. It'll be cool. Just go to bed. It'll be, and she was like, she was like, no, you will not. You get your fucking ass to bed right now and don't do anything else. Yeah, that's how, that's how my life was. Um, so, yeah, fuck it. I started getting ready for bed. Go to my room, all that stuff. But, but, I fell over in the bathroom and my mom heard it. So she comes in and starts screaming at me to get in my bed and go to sleep. And she sees that my smartwatch and my phone are on my nightstand. Takes them both and locks them in her room and then like, shuts the door and then I lock my door because I see that I have my computer and I'm like oh fuck okay here we go so I do that for a little bit and then I go to bed pass out next morning I have another hangover and my mom is like I won't give you back your phone until you admit you learned a lesson and I mean like I didn't really learn any lessons but I just said okay so she would give it back I was like, what about my smartwatch? And she was like, no, you're not getting that back. You don't need it. And I never saw the smartwatch again. And I paid for that with my own money from my job. So I guess the lesson that I learned here, if anything, is if your mother's a psychopath like mine and says it's okay for you to go out for a drink for the first time with your friends at an after-prom party, Don't be surprised when she tries to catch you doing the exact thing that she said was okay for you to be doing and then tries to make you feel bad for it. I mean, also, I guess you can learn from this not to drink a whole bottle of Patron, especially if it's not yours, unless it's somebody named Chase's, then fucking go for it. Fucking dummy that shit, bro. So, yeah, I don't know how... I didn't throw up that night, but I didn't throw up and it was amazing. (laughs) And okay, here's what you can learn. Kids, kids, listen to your, your drunk uncle here. Kids, the alcohol may not hit you immediately, but that doesn't mean immediately drink more. It'll sneak up on you and you just pace yourself. It's not a race. It's about feeling good. And you won't be feeling good if you have alcohol poisoning. It sounds like a Matthew McConaughey. It'll sneak up on you and you just pace yourself. It's not a race.
is about feeling good. I couldn't get back into the voice. Very well. It's not a race. It's not about getting to the finish. It's about feeling good. And you won't be feeling good if you have alcohol poisoning. I can't do it right now. Anyways, now that... Anyways, now that I have atoned for another one of my sins, we can get into the news. I don't like that one. This is the short news with your host, Dick Johnson. Hi everybody, I'm your anchor Dick Johnson. Here are today's top stories. Scientists have recreated the sound of a 3,000-year-old Egyptian mummy by recreating the vocal tract of an Egyptian priest. They used medical scanners, 3D printing, and an electronic larynx to accomplish this feat. I listened to the result and it's really nothing crazy. It just sounds like a computer saying the word bed or bad. It sounds like bad, bad. It's, it's nothing. (laughs) There are skeptics, but I mean, I guess it's kind of cool. I just assumed people back then sounded the same as they do now. And without a thorax or a tongue, in good state, we'll never know exactly what he sounded like. That's not a good news anchor voice. What does Dick Johnson sound like? Uh, good evening. A North Carolina animal shelter is seeking a forever home for what they're calling the world's worst cat. Meet Perdita. Not for the faint of heart, the description and post says. Likes staring into your soul until you feel as if you may never be cheerful again. The song Cat Scratch Fever, the movie Pet Cemetery, Jump Scares, Lurking in Dark Corners, Being Queen of Her Domicile, Fooling Shelter Staff into Thinking She's Sick, Dislikes, The Color Pink, Kittens, Dogs, Children, The Dixie Chicks, Disney Movies, Christmas, and last but not least, Hugs. She's single and ready to be socially awkward with a socially awkward human who understands personal space. Free adoption. Office manager Brittany Taylor of the animal shelter says she pretends like she wants you to pet her and love on her. As soon as you pick her up, she starts growling. She will swat you, said Taylor, adding she definitely makes you laugh. One minute she wants you and one minute she's over it. I mean, that's cute. In Donald Trump news, first off, we uh, we don't call him that anymore. We call him Mayor McCheese because that's what he is. The New York Times reports that McCheese told John Bolton in August that the administration should continue withholding financial security assistance until Ukraine officials helped with the investigation of Joe Biden. Trump's opponent, I guess, potential opponent in the election. I mean, McCheese is a potential opponent in the election. McCheese took to his Twitter, at RealMCCheese, to deny everything. But seriously, follow at RealMCCheese for funny, fake presidential tweets. It's my Mary McCheese account. Okay, this is kind of breaking news. Three rockets hit the United States Embassy in Baghdad, leaving one person injured. The situation has been tense in the Middle East since the killing of Qasem Soleimani. I hope I said that right this time. Apparently, Nick Jonas had lettuce or something stuck in his tooth during last night's performance at the Grammy Awards at Staples Center. Jonas acknowledged the situation on Twitter by confirming that it indeed was greens of some kind. Wow, fascinating. I'm so glad we covered that. In technology news, Motorola wants people to be careful using their new foldable Razer smartphone. They released a set of instructional videos showing people how to care for their new devices, saying things like lumps and bumps in the screen are normal, as well as close the phone before throwing it in your pocket 
and do not put any screen protectors on it. You really want to be careful with this thing. The razor goes for like $1,500, so you want to make sure you keep that in top condition. And finally, it is with a heavy heart that we over here at the Short News report that Kobe Bryant has passed away in a helicopter crash in California. Bryant, his daughter, and seven others all died in the crash. There were no survivors. The NBA celebrities and people all over the world are paying tribute to the NBA superstar. Nobody could have seen this coming. It's freaky, eerie, and just downright sad. As a tribute, several NBA teams chose to commit on-court violations in honor of Bryant, as well as letting the 24-second shot clock run out at the start of their matchups, as well as committing 8-second violations. 8 and 24 are the two numbers that Bryant wore on his jersey throughout his career. Rest in peace, dude. So that will do it for the news portion of this episode. We will be back with high thoughts and then Reddit said it. See you guys in a bit. And we are back. I really didn't take that long of a break this time. It was like 10 minutes. Took some hits for Jesus, as we do. So here at the podcast, we like to look at people's problems on Reddit and help them out a little bit, give them a little advice, help them on their way. I shouldn't have taken that hit for Jesus. Damn. Okay. So, it is that time for Reddit Set It. Name subject to change. Working title. Alright, so... We're gonna start with relationship advice. Ooh, there's some... Uh, sorry about that sound, I'm just looking... Looking for a good one. Let's check new. Let's help somebody who really needs it. Hmm. Damn. Oh, we got high school love. <clears throat> Incoming. High school love. We gotta help them out. Let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. My 17 male junior 15 female keeps hitting on me. What does that mean, my junior? I, a few months ago, while I was contesting for student council, I think it a few months ago, while I was contesting for sh- student council, yeah, a cute junior came up to me and introduced herself. It was pretty straightforward, told her name and wished me luck. However, after that, she started sitting with me in the break, texting me and hitting on me. I wasn't really interested in her back, because I thought she was immature, but once I jokingly hit on her and she told me she had a boyfriend. FYI, she told me she'd introduce me to her boyfriend, but she never did. Been almost six months. A part of me believes that she doesn't even have a boyfriend. She hasn't even told me his name, always changes the subject when I bring him up. After that, I never hit on her, but her attitude towards me is still the same. He keeps hitting on me. My friends think that I should ask her out. I'm not sure. I mean, it sounds like... sounds like she's playing games. Alright, so far all I've got is it sounds like she's playing games with you. Don't pursue. It's not worth it. Is that all I need to say? Okay, here we go. I said if she does... Okay, if she has a boyfriend, then she's disrespecting him by hitting on you. If she doesn't have a boyfriend, then she's disrespecting you by lying to you about having one. Okay, send. Sent. There's one about a fight over chores. No. The Tiny Me Gang read a good one that was like, My... My relationship... My boyfriend is ruining our relationship with his farts. <laughs> but they also... they. 
I'm going to say they took the tattoo on the back one from me. I did it first. But you know what? Whatever. It's fine. They're they're significantly better. I love the Tiny Me Gang. They're great. I'm going to see them in October. Uh-huh. Um. Oh, boy. Oh, this one's really sad. Okay. This guy needs some help. Oh, boy. Okay, no, I'm not going to read this one because the answer I don't have. <laughs> okay, here's a simple one. Partner spending a lot of money on games online. Uh-oh, is this me? <clears throat> I have just found out that my partner of nearly 15 years... No, I'm good. I'm in the clear. ...has spent around 2,000 pounds or more, that's a lot, on games online behind my back while I've been struggling to keep on top of bills and making sure there's food in the house for us and the kids. We've been struggling financially for a long time. What do I do? I think, so, it depends on what... Well, no, it doesn't depend on what. It's probably... Somebody in the comments says it's probably microtransactions... Which, they suck you in. That's a tough thing to beat. He might have, like, an addiction now. Because once you start, like, buying microtransactions that, like, actually do more than just aesthetics for your game, you can't stop. It's like getting one tattoo. You want to get more. I don't know. You gotta, like, have a talk with him and first, like, find out exactly what he spent that money on. Like, cause, huh, yeah, find out exactly what he spent that money on, come up with a plan so that he can, like, budget his microtransactions. Cause, yeah, I get gaming is expensive, but 2000 is a lot. You know, I just dropped a lot on this PC, but this is hopefully gonna last me a while. <laughs> I don't know, I feel like for this one, it's just, like, talk to him about it. And make sure he knows that, like, that's not okay anymore and he has a problem. He has to acknowledge that it's an issue in order for this to move forward. So you have to talk to him about it. <coughs> Ow. It's your destiny. You have to. say, Here we go. I would definitely bring it up to him or her. Microtransactions can be so dangerous. I am really bad about this too. When you're only spending a little at a time, it doesn't seem like a lot. They may not be aware of how much they may not be aware of how much they're actually spending, or they may be and justifies it with the fact that they deserve to spend some money for themselves. But if you are financially struggling, sacrifices will have to be made on their part. Edit removed he because gender of partner was not identified. Wow, inclusive. And then she responded with, I found one of his bank statements while I was looking for something else and I saw the transactions. I have confronted him about it, but all he seems to be bothered about is that I have gone through his stuff. Well, that's you guys' stuff. You share the finances. If you're married and have kids, finances are shared. That's an us thing, a we thing, not his things. I know married couples that, like, I'm not saying this is right, and I personally don't subscribe to this, because I've done this in, or, I've been complicit, cooperative, when girlfriends have asked for my Facebook password, so that they can make sure I'm not screwing around, <laughs> and I know people who are married that do that. My point is that, like, when you're married, that's your shit, too. You share the finances, you're allowed to look and see because you guys are on a budget and money is tight right now. Yeah, that sucks. That really sucks. Sweet home Alabama. Do -do 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 -do. I, 24 female, have feelings for my step-cousin, 18 male. Would seeking a relationship with him be a problem? <laughs> Oh, sweet home Alabama. I met 
this guy like five years ago after my mom got married to his uncle. Okay. Yeah, so that makes you step cousins. Okay. We met, but after that, I hadn't seen him until recently. So I was there for his 18th birthday in like late October, and we started getting along well. He's responsible, and he's a good person overall. He doesn't look or act like a child. He goes to college, he works, and he pays the bills. He's really attractive, and I do like that he's a bit younger. I see him a lot more now, and I think he's the perfect type of person for me. We aren't blood-related at all, and we are literally only connected by my stepdad being his uncle. I like him a lot, and I am considering getting into a relationship with him. Is 18 too young for me if he's mature? Is it really a big deal that we are related but not by blood? Too long, don't read. I have a crush on my step-cousin who I'm not related to by blood. Is he too young or too related with me for us to date? The heater is on again. Let me turn that shit off. Silence. Fixed it. That took way too long. So where were we? Talking about step cousins. I have a crush on my step cousin. I want my. I'm gonna give him inbred. No, they're not related. That's a complicated one because. If your mom wasn't married to his uncle, then this wouldn't be an issue. But if your mom wasn't married to his uncle, then you guys may not have ever met. Or probably wouldn't have met. So then, what do you do in this situation? And is 18 too young? 19, 20, 24, six year difference. I mean... You're both adults. It's not really the age that I think is the issue. I think it's the the stigma of dating your cousin. I know it's not your cousin, but it's your step-cousin. It could be a forbidden love. So what are we going to say? Sir, no, I already said what I wanted to say. Here's what I said. Sweet home Alabama. That's what I said. And then underneath it, I said, but for real, don't do it. Your family will not be cool with it. Because I thought about that. Like, if it wasn't for that, then it would be fine. But you guys are family. Whether you like it or not, your family by marriage, and they would not be... Think about your mom and your stepdad. How how would they feel about that? And I know I am usually the one to say, don't listen to your parents. But that's your... That's technically your cousin. I mean, if you want to, like, combat the stigmas that are going to come with it and you're willing to do that out of love then so be it but I would not suggest doing that I would suggest finding somebody that's not in your family I know it sucks but that's just the way it is and like for example I knew somebody who in middle school would always say that they wanted to fuck their stepsister. I'm not kidding. Really. And it's like pretty much the same thing. You're not related, but you're related by marriage. And you're part of the same family unit now. Or part of the same family now. You guys like NASCAR? Like NASCAR and uh, barbecue chicken and... uh, Duck Dynasty, uh, called called it ducks, and, uh, we gotta go down and build the wall, and (laughs) my, my cousin's my, my cousin's my wife. 
because it's my husband. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, don't do it. <laughs> don't fucking do it. <laughs> Unless you are in Alabama, then... Then you're good. And maybe they won't care. I mean, it's always good to keep it in the family. It's just the, the way you gotta go. And what you gotta do. Sometimes you just... Gotta have sex with your cousin to make yourself really feel. It's not about going back. It's not about finding love. It's about keeping it within the family. So you can have one of those messed up one-eyed babies. You gotta think about your life. Think about where you're coming from. <laughs> think about all the things. You did get here. And then when you're done, you can go ahead and fuck your sister. Have that one-eyed baby. It's not about going back. It's not about going forward. It's about looking your cousin right in the eyes and saying, Now I know you're 18. You just turned 18. I want you to come with me and my, my Lincoln. We can look up at the stars and sit in the heated seats and wonder what the moon is. Thinking when they, when she looks down at us. You think mama and poppy are gonna be mad that you and me done did the dirty, little cousin? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dang, flabbit. What in tarnation is going on here? Oh, Dad, it's not what it looks like. Well, it looks like to me you're fucking your cousin. Sorry. And then the dad would be like, I'm so proud of you. My sister's my husband and my cousin's my wife. More high school love. Should we? Should we do the high school love? How do I, 15 male, tell this girl, 14 female, that I'm not interested? So a few days ago, a really good friend told me she was in love with me and has been for the last year. What makes it hard to say no is her history. She has had suicidal tendencies before in the past, and she always came to me when she had a problem had needed to, and needed to talk. Now I'm possibly, now I'm possibly the problem. I don't want to add on to everything else she is, she has going on, but I don't want to be in a relationship where we both aren't happy, especially since I'm planning on asking another girl out. I'm really scared that if I tell her that I don't feel the same way, that she's going to hurt herself. She's one of my best friends, and I really don't want to lose her. How do I tell her how I feel without it all going very downhill? That's a very delicate situation. But it's not your burden to bear to, like, be in a relationship with somebody because they might be self-destructive if you're not. That's, that would just be forcing yourself to be in something, and you would hate yourself and grow to resent her as well. Just let her down easy, man. I mean, you're young, so maybe you've never had to do this before. But just be honest. And don't make her feel like she did something wrong or like your friendship is going to be any different. Don't act any different around her. Because that's one of the, one of like the worst things that you can do. Because like, let's say you've been really close for like ever. And all of a sudden, now she likes you and she told you. And if you start acting weird, then now she doesn't even have you as a friend anymore. Not only did she lose the possibility of you guys being a thing, but then she would also be losing that friend and sense of support that you supply or contribute. 
So just let her down gently. Be honest. Be like, uh, I don't feel that way about you. And I'm sorry. But I do want us to stay friends and stay the same. And I'm not going to act any, like, weirder. And if you need anything from me, I'm here. But it's not your responsibility to get in a relationship with her because you're scared of what she might do if you don't. I mean, like, okay, I, like, I was in a situation once. This applies, I guess. <clears throat> Where in high school, I was maybe a little bit older than you. I was dating somebody and wanted to break up with them. So I did, and they were threatening over text to kill themselves. Like, I'm going to take all this Advil. And I was like, first of all, like, that's not going to kill you. Secondly, this is not my responsibility anymore. I'm just going to tell her mom. <laughs> because her mom is there. Her mom is her mom. She can deal with this. It's not my responsibility. Like, I wanted the relationship to be over so I could be happy. And just because she said she was going to do something, what, I'm just going to, like, go back to that terrible, terrible relationship? God, no. It's, like, one of the only times I'm grateful for my heartless mother. She was, like, coaching me on how to be a dick in, like, a breakup and just be like, nope, nope, ignore, bye. And then call her mom and be like, yeah, th she's saying these things. And then sent her all the texts and she was like, holy shit, okay, all right, I'll take care of it. And that was that. And she is still on this earth stalking me. Who knows, she probably listens to this podcast. Wouldn't be surprised, honestly. Let me just take a vape hit. <clears throat> Okay. How much time? Okay, we have time for like a couple more. Girlfriend asked to sell feet pics. Hey guys, so it's kind of as the title reads, my 19 male GF20 female recently posted a picture on social media that attracted a lot of attention using a trending hashtag that she didn't really plan on getting. One of the attentions was from an anonymous Twitter account this person DM'd her and asked if she would be willing to sell pictures of her feet for $10 a piece. <laughs> she ended up asking me if I thought that was weird and if it was a worthwhile business venture. She's not in a super tight spot financially or anything. I told her I thought it probably wasn't the best of ideas unless she wanted unsolicited offers to buy more pictures of her feet from multiple other people she didn't know as well as who knows what else she might receive. I also just felt really weird about the idea of her sending pictures to a guy getting him off. My question is, was I wrong for telling her I wasn't okay with it? And should I be concerned that she thought about selling pictures of herself to get other dudes off? Well, like, you're not wrong for feeling wrong about it. Like, or feeling that it's wrong for her to sell her feet pictures when she's in a relationship with you, because like somebody in the comments says, they might be just feet pictures to you and her, but to these guys that she's sending them to, they're fulfilling a fetish to pleasure them sexually. Sexually. So that's not really like, I don't know, I would feel uncomfortable. Some people in the comments say, easy money, get that bag, but... It's like if you have no self-respect. I knew, I knew this girl, um, who in college sold her feet pics to pay for weed. Yeah. People do that shit. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> I guarantee you nobody wants pictures of my feet. It's not a good sight. My pinky toes are all crooked. Yeah, I think you have every right to feel uncomfortable with all of this. And if she doesn't need the money, then she shouldn't be 
She shouldn't have to sell her feet pics then. Like, I understand, like... Yeah, like, I understand it seems like a profitable business venture, but it's, like, if she develops, like, a whole fan base, then what? Then that's gonna... Then she's gonna have to start an OnlyFans, and then that becomes her thing, and then everybody wants pictures of her feet, and then what? Yeah, you got money, but no privacy. Like, yes, it seems very lucrative. And I've even thought to myself, damn, if I was a girl, just take pictures of my feet, and then that, that's all you gotta do? But then, then at the same time, like, then you're selling your soul. And then you become, like, something you don't want to be to these people. And they, like, they'll ask for more, and then more fans, and then you become the feet person. And nobody wants to be the feet person. Maybe some people do, but I don't. Okay, I'll be right back. Let me just check on something, and then we'll do the very last one. Okay. Okay. Last one. Let's see what we got here. Alright, let's help this, this lady out. Worried, 26 female about my long-distance boyfriend, 23 male, living in a flat with 11 people and one hot girl around in sexy 90s during dinner time. Uh-huh. My, hello everybody. My boyfriend moved to a, to a big city for f- six months and I helped him move. And in the process stayed over, I, and in the process I stayed over his place for a week. The place looks pretty cool and has eight boys and two girls one of which is quite hot and goes around in the evening in a sexy pajama. I'm a bit worried because I'm quite the opposite. I enjoy wearing comfy things in my boyfriend's t-shirts and because she kind of resembles his ex in her style. In the beginning I saw her wear Adidas outfits but suddenly she changed to these cute pajamas that show her legs entirely and her breasts a bit, etc. Um, am I right to be worried? Do you think I should share my concerns with my boyfriend, or will that just make him notice her more? We've been together for almost three years, two years long distance, and we try to see each other one weekend a month. In the past, he did cheat on his girlfriend, but he said that it wasn't much of a relationship and that it didn't count. He used to live in his own apartment and wasn't really in contact with girls in pajamas until he moved in here. Also, he studies hotel management and he is surrounded by girls, and I'm usually not jealous about it. But the difference is that they tend to be fully clothed in class. Many thanks for your replies. Okay. Well, when me and my current, when me and the missus first started dating, we met in the same school. She graduated before me. And I moved into this house with a bunch of, like, super liberal, like, hippie, it was hippie, free-spirited people. And, uh, there are people in there that, like, girls there that would walk around the house completely naked. And I told Ashley about it, like... I was honest, I was like, listen, they have, like, lingerie Tuesday or something, where we all hang out on the porch, and they're all in lingerie, and I just kind of, like, hang out for a little bit, and then dip out and go hang out somewhere else. But my point was that it didn't create any problems. Everything was platonic. They knew that. I knew that. It was respected both ways, and I don't know, like, yeah, I can see it making you uncomfortable, it made Ashley uncomfortable even when she was there staying with me and this was going on, but eventually for other reasons, I moved out of that house and got a single in a better house, went from having two roommates to none, it was great. But I mean, my point, she's not in her bra and panties, like, or naked. And I was able to control myself 
And you've heard the stories of me in high school. Like, so, you just have to, you, you're either gonna trust him or you're not, is what it comes down to. And I get it, that's easier said than done. But there's no in-between. I mean, like, I don't see anything wrong with, though, being like, I don't know, saying something along the lines of, man, not like, yeah, because you're scared of, you're scared of pointing out that she's hot. But here's the thing, the odds are he already knows that, and you just gotta trust him to not do anything, so you could just be like, uh, I don't know, maybe like bring up trust and be like, I can trust you, right? And then he'll be like, yeah, yeah, what are you talking about? And then you'll be like, even around like the, the really hot chick in the sexy pajamas, that's not going to be an issue. And then he'll hopefully be like, what? No, no, like we're, we barely even talk. Like, I don't, I don't know what he's going to say, but if you want to express that it makes you insecure, I always say communication is key in like every episode. You don't want to come off as jealous though. But at the same time, you guys have been together for three years. You know each other quite well. So I don't think that's really like a, like a, the turn on and turn off issue of jealousy. Yeah, it still applies, but you're not, you're more insecure than jealous. I don't know. Maybe I'm not the best advice for this. Like, I think, I think, you know, jealousy and insecurities and stuff aside, I think it's okay to tell somebody when you're, when you're concerned in a relationship. It's okay to express that you're worried about that. Just don't do it in an accusatory, negative, coming at him sort of way. Yeah, people in the comments pretty much say you either trust him or you don't and end the relationship. But talk to him about it. Really, talk to him about it. I don't like when people give you the, they don't give you like the in-between version of the, the answer. It's either you do this or you don't at all. But, um, yeah, so that, that does it for... Reddit said it, <laughs> and our relationship advice section, and that actually does it for the episode, <laughs> so thank you guys for tuning in, listening, like I've said before, you can find me on soundcloud.com slash alexmador at malexador on twitter or short news pod on instagram for updates on what's going on with this show again thank you so much and have an awesome monday peace